0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean Pierre de Caussade, S.J., Book 2, Chapter 1, Section 7 Submission, a Free Gift to God, continued. Every soul is called to enjoy the infinite benefits contained in this state. Therefore do I preach abandonment, and not any particular state. Every state in which souls are placed by your grace is the same to me. I teach a general method by which all can attain the state which you have marked out for them. I do not exact more than the will to abandon themselves to your guidance. You will make them arrive infallibly at the state which is best for them. It is faith that I preach. Abandonment, confidence, and faith. The will to be subject to and to be the tool of the divine action. And to believe that at every moment this action is working in every circumstance, provided that the soul has more or less goodwill. This is the faith that I preach. It is not a special kind of faith, nor of charity, but a general state by which all souls can find God, under the different conditions which he assumes, and can take that form which divine grace has marked out for them. I have spoken to souls in trouble, and now I am speaking to all kinds of souls. It is the genuine instinct of my heart to care for all, to announce the saving secret far and wide, and to make myself all to all. In this happy disposition, I make it a duty Which I fulfill without difficulty, to weep with those who weep, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to speak foolishly with the foolish, and with the learned to make use of more learned and more scholastic terms. I wish to make all understand that although they cannot aspire to the same distinct favors, they can attain to the same love, the same abnegation the same God and his work, and thence it follows naturally to the highest sanctity. Those graces, which are called extraordinary and are given as privileges to certain souls, are only so called because there are so few sufficiently faithful to become worthy of receiving them. This will be made manifest at the day of judgment. Alas! It will then be seen that instead of these divine favors, having been withheld by God, it has been entirely by their own fault that these souls have been deprived of them. What untold blessings they would have received through the complete submission of a steadfast goodwill. It is the same with regard to Jesus as with the divine action. If those who have no confidence in him, nor respect for him, do not receive any of the favors he offers to all, they have only their own bad disposition to thank for it. It is true that all cannot aspire to the same sublime states, to the same gifts, to the same degree of perfection. Yet, if faithful to grace, they correspond to it, each according to his degree, They would all be satisfied because they would all attain that degree of grace and of perfection which would fully satisfy their desires. They would be happy according to nature and according to grace because nature and grace share equally in the ardent desire for this priceless advantage. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, Teacher of Teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Gentle Guide of Youth, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice at the beginning of this chapter, as at the end of the previous section, Father de Cossade is speaking directly to God. He's telling God what he's doing. He's telling God that he's teaching a general method. And all that he's exacting from people, all that he's expecting from people, is to abandon themselves to God's guidance, as he says, to your guidance, speaking to the Lord. And that you will make them arrive infallibly at the state which is best for them. So one of the things we should take away from this chapter is that if we want to arrive at this abandonment, we too need to speak to God. We too need to pray. That the grace of having faith, the grace of having confidence, the grace of this abandonment, this surrender to God, has to be given to us. And therefore we have to ask for it. But on the flip side, what is Father Dekosad teaching us in this chapter? That those graces are going to be offered to us. Especially if we are corresponding with graces. If you want more grace, correspond to the graces that you've been given. As St. John Henry Newman liked to say, if you want more light, follow the light you've been given. And Father de Kossad is saying, the reason why we make so little progress and the reason why there aren't more saints, he says, is because so few sufficiently act faithfully with what they've been given to become worthy of receiving more. So, There's a lot of mistakes people can make in this area. One is to think that we make the first step to God and that fundamentally it begins with us. No, it fundamentally begins with God. We can only correspond. We can only act. Because he moves us. You have not loved me first, Jesus says, but I have loved you first. But then there is this kind of dance That he makes the first move, and as we recognize what he's doing, we then correspond. He allows us to make a response. He awakens our freedom. And the more we respond, the more he offers. And the more he offers, the more we can respond. And this is the kind of back and forth that's going on. And so we have to beg our Lord to give us the grace to be faithful. The flesh is willing. The Spirit is willing, our Lord said to St. Peter. But the flesh is weak. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We are incredibly weak. We are incredibly fragile. We are incredibly unable to resist temptation when we put ourselves in the occasion of it. So let us beg the Lord to help us to be faithful. And then let's have some courage. Let's ask him for the goodwill to go on. And let us be confident that even if we've made mistakes, and we have, even if we haven't corresponded properly, and we haven't, that's part of his plan too. Because at every moment, his action is working in every circumstance. So that we will grow more and more like him. And why does he allow us to fail sometimes? So that we can become more humble. So that we can rely less on ourselves. That we can be aware of how weak we are. And we can put our confidence in him. Fundamentally, if we are going to become the saints we want to become, God will have to... Make us arrive at that. We cannot force ourselves into this state. But what we can do is to be faithful, to try to be faithful. And even when we've fallen, even when we've made mistakes, there's a great faithfulness that's needed then. The faithfulness is to throw ourselves back into God's arms, to not waste any time beating ourselves up thinking we can't get better, thinking that it's all over. No, if we've fallen, if we've made a mistake, there's no reason why if we come back with more confidence to the Lord that we can't actually end up at a greater spiritual place than we were before we fell. This is the confidence we need. He is as powerful and all good and all loving as ever. Our mistakes in faithfulness don't change that. And he's as willing to sanctify us as before. And his grace is as powerful as it was before. So there's no need of discouragement. There's no need to allow our faults and our failures in the past to get us down and to make us think we can't get better. Nothing is impossible with God. Thank you, Lord, for helping me repent. Thank you for helping me see my lack of faithfulness. Thank you that I haven't done worse. Thank you that all things work for the good of those who love you. Onwards and upwards, my friends. Onwards and upwards. God is good. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.